Did you guys miss me? I missed you guys. Oh, it feels so good to be back. I know I've been not recorded within a month. I've been busy. I've gone to Florida. Um, some other stuff has happened. I covered the RBC Canadian Open for Cryer Media. Shout out to them. In the top right corner of the screen, who this podcast is always presented by, guys. We are back, and we are back with a bolt because new to the podcast. And, well, not new. She's she's making her second appearance in the podcast, but new to podcasting-ish because she doesn't do a lot of them, but she's very, very active on Twitter. It is NFL Jules. Jules, I don't even know her last name. We'll have to get that. We will have to get that for you guys. But anyway, guys, this is episode number 200. I, I didn't even do my pre-show routine. You know that? I didn't even do any of that. But we're going to bring her on right now because we're back with a bolt. I, I have to do that because this is my first episode within <laughs> a month. I'm being perfectly honest with you. Um, the girl who I saw, we, we DM'd a lot. We've talked a lot face-to-face. And when you've seen each other in public before, but we've never actually talked because we're both working out for, I'm not going to mention where, but we do happen to go to the same gym. That proves that we're both Canadian and we both love football. But anyway, guys, how does it feel now to be a part of the NFL media community? <laughs> it's, um, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> it's different. There's, um... You know, people have been reaching out um, about more podcast kind of stuff. I've got another one lined up this week and one in the middle of July. So there's people start treating you a little bit differently than when you're just kind of like a random fan, for sure. So that, 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 well, I know you and I spoke about a year ago. So it's been about a year since we've actually spoken. But the main reason why I wanted to get back, get you on is because, look, apart from being very active within the Chargers community is the fact that, look, the Chargers are a very interesting team in the NFL because I feel like no one knows exactly what to come out, what's to come of them just because of, look, what happened in the playoffs last year. And then this year, look, you guys, pretty pretty solid draft, I would say. Quentin's looking like a really good wide receiver. But when it comes to expectations this year for the team, is it shooting for the moon or is it kind of, hey, let's get in the playoffs and see what happens? I mean, I think that um, the biased answer would be shoot for the moon. <laughs> um, but objectively, I think, yeah, I think that we're still, you know, I think we're a, a playoff, like a deep playoff contender. I think that we could be that because, you know, we had a we had a winning record last season. You know, we had a tragic playoff loss for sure. Um, but, you know, we still had a winning record. We still had 10 wins. And so going into... This season is kind of like it's not – I don't see it getting any worse. Therefore, if it's just going to get better from there, you know, you can kind of expect that we're going to go a little bit further in the playoffs. Maybe our win-loss record will be even better than it was last season. Um, with the addition of Kellen Moore, it should be more exciting. The offense should be better. Justin Herbert should be all healed up. Like, you know, I am I have a good feeling about this season, but I also don't want to get my hopes up because I am a Chargers fan. So I know what the heartbreak feels like, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I get that completely because it's just like the Chargers are that one franchise where it's, and by the way, not to go off topic, every fan base is shoot for the moon, even though so far there's at least four or five teams where I'm saying don't don't even think about doing that. Um, but no, I completely get where you're coming from where it's like, hey, let's get the double-digit wins again. Let We're considered one of the, not the top, like, I think there's only maybe three teams considered top dog status in the NFL for obvious reasons, but Mm -hmm. I just think last year too, it was everyone else's activity in the AFC West because I still remember this four teams in the playoffs, this, this, and this. And with your division as a whole, there is right now, I would say three teams that are probably three teams that'll have a chance. And you, I don't know if you're going to like this or not, but I just, I don't, part of me just doesn't want to give up on Denver because of the coaching situation. 
And then, you know what? Let's jump right into it. Not from what you think will happen. Oh, no, you know what? I, was, I said that completely wrong. With Brandon Staley, not what the outside people think, what you think. Do you think if there's any chances jobs on the line, or do you think he's safe regardless? You get in the playoffs and losing the wild card round again. I think, no, I think he's in the hot seat for sure. Mm. I do because Brandon Staley, you know, he's, it's such an interesting case because when you see new head coaches, it's, this is normally the trajectory, right? Like it's very rare to have a head coach come in and just start like winning a Super Bowl. Like it just doesn't happen. So when it comes to Brandon Staley, it's like, I, I believe in what he's building. I do. And I know for a fact that he didn't get the offensive coordinator that he wanted to. Yeah. when he first came on, right? Like Joe Lombardi was like fourth pick on his, you know, on his list of people. So now that he has somebody that we know that he wants, especially because of the way that Kellen Moore was hired so quickly, yeah. um, as well as Kellen's relationship with Justin Herbert before he even became OC, with that paired with the fact that, you know, we should be healthier, I want to believe that Brandon Staley has the ability to do what I think he does. But I think like, yeah, if he goes out again in the wild card round, I think there's a very good chance that his job could be on the line. Just it's, you can't keep throwing these years of Justin Herbert out the window because of bad coaching. That's kind of, because it kind of tied, actually, the way you said it and you related it to Justin Herbert is a line I've been saying, and I'm going off football for a second because it's a team you and I both cheer for. What I've been saying currently with the Toronto Raptors situation that they don't want to waste Scotty Barnes' year. So, mm-hmm. folks, just to put, it's basically to put two and two in perspective. But I like how you basically addressed it where it's like, you got to look at it because you can't waste it. Because even I look at a team like the Cleveland Browns, they're in a similar situation with their coaching where, look, I know they already gave their quarterback a huge amount of money. But someone's going to take the fall for it, and especially too with Herbo's time to get paid, which we'll see because the Spanoses don't have a history of paying people well. But I know Herbie, Herbie, Herbo, we'll call him whatever you want, will probably get paid. And for everyone freaking out, oh, why hasn't it happened already? Jalen Hurts got paid. I'm just like, Herbert has the years. I believe they already picked up his fifth, his fifth year options already secured. So you have two more years in him at a controlled price before shit gets crazy. And let's be honest, though, even though I say that, NFL salary cap, we all know it's credit card spending. You can just yeah. push the payments back and back and back. But with the team and health, that's a very excellent point. Slater pretty much missed the whole season. Jackson, I believe, got hurt week five or six. Was it the Monday Nighter against Denver or was it the game before that? Um, it was the... I believe it was week four. Oh, okay. I believe so, yeah. I believe it was week four. I could be wrong about that. But when JC... Like, JC played, like, half of a game. That's why I don't really remember. <laughs> Right, because he yeah. had his ankle surgery, and he was out from the start of the season. And then he came in, he played half of a game, and then he tore his patellar tendon and went out. So it's not even like he even had an impact on the season for the first few weeks that he should have, right? Yeah. So I think it was week four. It, you're right, it's week four or five. Um, Jalen Guyton was like was week three, which was like a huge loss as well. Um, and Keenan, like. And Mike halfway through and, and yeah. then Mike at the end and, and you know, everybody everybody was dropping like flies. So uh yeah, it was I'm hoping that JC is back, you know. He's been at practice, which yeah. is great and really, really good to see. So the defense is should be coming to uh together a little bit better. 
Yeah, that's the thing, too. On defense, I want to ask you about because it just popped in my head. Um, what do you do now at linebacker that Drew, now that Drew Tranquil, excuse me, jump ship over to the Kansas City Chiefs? So we have Kendricks. That was our yes. first pickup. So we had Kendricks come in and we drafted Dion Henley who is a dog and I'm so excited for him. He was one of my favorite draft picks. Like from the start, I was like, hell yeah, we got a good one. Um, so I think that, you know, I think that role is filled. You know, we have Kenneth Murray. I think that, you know, we didn't pick up Kenneth Murray's fifth year option for reasons that I think are pretty obvious for most people. Um, but I think that Diane will fill, Diane, Diane will fill the shoes of Drew really well. And same with Eric Kendricks, like he's bringing a vet um, mentality to the room. He has experience. He's able to teach those guys a voice. Exactly. So I think that I think we'll be good there. The the area that I worry most about on defense is the defensive end depth as well as safety. Right. Like those are the areas that I am always most concerned about for the Chargers. Yeah, safety is one of those positions that goes very very unnoticed. Obviously, you have a top five safety in the NFL. My team's got a safety that I feel like is very underrated and who was actually tr who was actually drafted at the pick that was traded so the Chargers could go up and draft Kenneth Murray. So just a reminder, for Chargers fans getting mad at that, partially blame Bill Belichick because Telesco and Belichick dealt 24, 23 for 35 back in the COVID draft. Um, and that's all fun NFL trivia for the day. Um, I love, like like you say, depth is the, depth's just the option to look at because like when you need depth in the NFL, it's just... It's something you, you just need. You always need those players as a break glass in case of emergency moments. Um, and now I want to jump ship. What what's gonna, what's gonna happen to running back with you guys? Like, do you think Eckler still sticks around after twenty twenty three, or do you think it's a you think it's just like one of those sh he's gonna wait for free agency to come, and then he's just gonna jump? That's exactly what I think. Yeah, I don't see a future where Eckler is still on this team anymore. Not after the things that he was saying publicly about the team, um, how he, like, the way that he was treating um, them on podcasts, the way he was talking about them, like, everything that he's done leading up to this moment where they built in that, uh, I think, $1.5 in incentives. Yep. Everything up until then that he was doing, basically, for me, just, like, solidified my view of Eckler is no longer a charger after this year. I just don't see it happening. Yes, yes. And um, I, there's actually one thing I want to bring up because I remember it was a Twitter interaction that you and I had and you were kind of wondering how to watch this. But you guys in Buffalo get together right before Christmas, but the game is on Peacock. Mm -hmm. And I remember I, you always come out while I'm podcasting. Part of my cat. Um, basically, I was telling you that like we don't have to worry about it, that like that's an American issue. And even the NFL Sunday ticket stuff because... That's the amazing thing about being a Canadian football fan. Not CFL. Well, I watch CFL. I don't know how much CFL you watch, but um, I'm like I'm basically like, I'll be, I, I, I follow the league, but like the one game I'll like watch from start to finish is the Grey Cup. I'm like one of, of those course, people. Yeah. yeah, but with the streaming stuff, like Sunday Ticket, like everyone's laughing at like not laughing. I'm laughing at it because I'm like, okay, you pay your money here, but with the zone and us. 25 bucks a month and we get every game. So that's why I was telling you, like, don't worry about it. Plus two, I'm sure it'll be on CTV or TSN, one of those ones. So just to clear the air up on that as, oh, yes, I know you're here. Um, you needy little lady. Um, you needy little lady. 
I do this like it's been happening for like the last few months. Every time I try to talk, it's just off the rails. Uh, like she she knows like when I'm talking. Like that's what I always say about cats. Cats are like they intentionally do like they intent they do things with intent. There's no like oh they're being cute. No no no. She knows what she's doing. Um, and also I should clear the air up on this if I'm losing my step because this is my first podcast in about a month because I took a bit of a break because makes a vacation. Oh and that's right the NFL. There's nothing going on right now but. I did want to speak to you for a while just because of this. And now that you are in the writing game, why don't, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Like, so is it just Chargers focused? I know I know mainly a Chargers focused, but will you venture out to other teams or look at stuff around the league? Or are you going to be 100% committed to the Bolts? Um, I think, you know, we'll we'll have to see, right? I think like on my own blog, I have a sub stack. Um, that to me is a little bit more, you know, it's kind of a free for all. I can do whatever I want. So on there I have... I have a recent article that's just about quarterbacks in general. It's not just about Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, it is something I want to do more work with NFL in general, um, especially when it comes to like free agency and the draft. I find it all really, really interesting how it all plays out with the teams and co- the coaching circuit, like all of it. I think it's really, really interesting. Um, so I definitely want to write more about the NFL in general. Um, but as far as like doing writing work with publications, it's just, it's chargers, right? It's the chargers wire. So it's focused in on the bolts for sure. Nice. Nice. I love to hear it. And I guess maybe next April, you and I might be carpooling to Detroit together. Cause I don't know if you know this or not, but the draft it's in Detroit next year. Amazing. Yeah. That's, that's just the thing with there. And then as well, um, I got to get a commitment out of you now, but December 3rd, do you know who the chargers play? December 3rd off the top of my head? No. Who do they play? They are coming to Foxborough to play the Patriots, a team that Justin Herbert has seemingly had trouble with the first two times they have played each other. I'm not going to talk about the 2020 game because, obviously, look that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, young quarterbacks in Belichick, you know, they don't really have a good history, you know. So, I mean, the Chargers, <laughs> Chargers and Belichick in general don't have a good history. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a good J.C. Jackson revenge game. That's my, that's my hope. But you know, we'll see. Well, I'm just saying that now because the week of because that's the one thing I've started doing with this podcast is the weeks leading up to an opponent. I always like to get a, uh, an opposing fan on so we can talk about it from like you know an even keel standpoint, a, a sense of not like a rah rah like your team sucks, my team's better thing, but no, just more of like getting insight and in depth on hey, how are the Chargers going to match up? How is this going to happen? X, Y, and Z. So if we can do it the last week in November, be perfect with me. Um, can we go off the Chargers beat for Ben Talk NFL? Yeah. I have a question for you because I started asking people this. Is there a team at the current moment in time that this offseason, they're just getting a lot of hype that you don't buy? Like, people are hyping them up, but you yourself are kind of like, I don't want to buy stock in them just yet. Or why are you guys putting so much effort or zealous into this certain team? I think I have two. Ooh. I think, I, I mean, I think the Broncos... I know that the coaching will be, you know, it, it'll definitely change that team. You know, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted Sean Payton for us at one point. So, you know, I know that that's going to make a difference. Um, but I still just, I don't buy it yet. You know, there's a lot of Broncos fans who say like, oh, we have a top three wide receiver group. And I just don't understand where that's, that is really coming from. So, you know, there's that type of hype. But then the other hype I can't buy into is the Jaguars. And it's not because I'm salty. It's not because I'm salty about that loss. I just can't buy into the hype around that team when I watched, you know, I still watched the first half of that game. I still saw how Jacksonville actually played. And to me, it was, 
it was more of a Chargers blowing up sort yeah. of a situation than it was a Jaguars team came back and dominated. It was more the Chargers just fell apart and didn't do anything. And so for me, buying into the hype of like, I've seen people talking about how Trevor Lawrence is like going to be a top two quarterback this season and he's going to be an MVP contender. And I just, I don't see it. I just can't see it. They'll be an eight, nine and eight team that gets in the playoffs and we'll see what happens with them. They're going to benefit from their division and work. Mm -hmm. We can swear because this is my podcast and my rules. They're going to benefit from being in a dog shit division. That's just the truth of the matter with them. Like they'll still be a good team. Like, but I just think everyone coming out here and saying, like, you know, he's going to be an MVP. He's going to be a top five quarterback, especially two of this prospect type, like the whole Peyton Manning comparisons. I'm just here, like, look, they're going to be good, but I'm not ready to crown them. I still have, like, you guys, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati over them. And that's not even mentioning some of the other potential teams, like the Miamis, the New Yorks, the Baltimores, Pittsburgh, New England, etc. Um, my thing with Denver is I only say I'm not overhyping them. I'm just not ready to sell them off yet, you know? I'm not That's ready super to. Fair, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I want to wait and see what I see. Because I think they play the, I think you guys play the Dolphins week one, and I think they play the Raiders week one. So those are going to be two very interesting games. Um, my two teams kind of come from the NFC, and I've said this before. I don't want it to happen, but I don't like everyone saying this, but, but Detroit. Hmm. I think that, I'll be honest with you, I think they're going to get their doors blown off with that opening night against Kansas City. I just think that, look, I know they had a 10-2 finish last year, but everyone, you know, saying they're going to win the North, Campbell's going to win Coach of the Year, which I'm going to pump the brakes on that one because you you know this as a football fan. Coach of the Year is an award where the person who wins it is a coach who comes out of nowhere. Like last year with Dave Ball with the Giants, for example. It's not mm-hmm. another... Like, hey, just the guy who's expected to be a good coach does it. If that happened, Belichick would have won the award for, like, 15 straight years. The other team, and this is not so much of a hype thing. This is a team that I think they're not going to be as good as they were last year. And I know everyone likes to say Minnesota. I'm going Seattle. I think Seattle's a team that we kind of saw their true colors come out towards December and January in the playoffs. I think they'll be a team that will be in the hunt or in the wild card conversation. But I don't think they're going to be a 10-win team. I think they'll be 7, 8, or 9. I think they'll be in that, like... Hey, December comes around and like you gotta win X amount of games to get in, or if you you all have like a heartbreaking loss, just to miss out. Because I think too with paying Gino all that money, we may kind of see his true colors. And the third one, but they're the they're not overhyped. There's a Denver conversation for me. Is the Giants? I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for that. I still owe people a Danny Dimes episode because I made a bet with a Giants fan last year that if the if Jones had a better season than Mac, I would basically do have to do that. So now I have to. Egg on my face a little bit. But with the, basically what I'm saying with the Giants is I just want to wait and see what happens, especially, too, with a team like them, especially considering Philly, which I was saying this to someone today. I don't know if they're going to be back in the Super Bowl picture just because this happens every year where there's always these teams of, oh, they'll get back, no problem. Football's not that easy to get back to the championship picture, unless you're obviously Brady or Mahomes. Yeah. No, I, I can agree with all of that. I think – you know, Detroit's an interesting one. I'm in the same boat where I, I'm not buying into the hype, but I also, like, I like them. Like, I want them to do... That's me. Yeah, I want them to do well. The you know, loser like you're rooting them. for. Exactly, yeah. Especially because they're so close to us, too, that I feel yeah. like it's almost like they're Canadian, but they're not, you know? Um, so I totally, I agree with that. I agree with the Seahawks as well. Um, I'm a 
my NFC team that I actually like kind of root for on the down low is the Giants. So I hope that they do pretty well. Um, you know, I, I agree with you, though. I think that it is, you know, you're just kind of it's a wait and see kind of game. Brian Dable is like a great coach. And I think yeah. that like anything is possible with him. And we've seen what he can do with Josh Allen and Josh Allen's mechanics and the way that, you know, he's able to take a quarterback and build that offense and make it great. And so, you know, we'll have to see. I've just been seeing people call Daniel Jones a top five quarterback, and I'm just not ready to do that yet. It's more <laughs> him. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's more him. It's like, okay, Danny's got $40 million a year now. I want to see what he does now that he's got paid. It's kind of like the same logic with Geno Smith. But Detroit, though, it's like I was saying, like, I want to see them do well just because, like, look, I bought into the – like, I thought the Dan Campbell thing was silly when he first started. But then it's like, you know what, especially after watching Hard Knocks last year and seeing how much passion and love he has for his guys and just for the game, I'm like, you want to see him do well. I just don't like people coming out here and saying, you know, they're easily going to be a 10-win football team. They went 10-2 and last year. They were playing a fourth-place schedule. And this year they're playing a second-place schedule. So when you have to go up against some of those bigger dogs, like I said, Kansas City opening night – you don't answer the bell on that. You're going to get cooked. And that's a gen. I feel like that's a Gen Z term that I just love to use cooked. I don't oh, know if it great. is or not, but yeah, I just, I just love it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out too, is uh, you were talking about the Eagles and them like getting back to the Super Bowl. And they'll like, be good. I, I'm just not ready to, I'm not ready to crown them. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think that they'll still be a force to be reckoned with. I don't think that, you know, they're going to drop off. They're going to win the division at all. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're going to kick totally, our ass opening day. <laughs> I totally, I totally agree with you. I think, you know, it'll, it's, it's always interesting to see what happens to a team after they've lost a Super Bowl, yes. you know? And I think that Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. Like it's very, it's, it's shocking to me that, you know, Kansas city is able to like lose to the bucks, miss one year and then go back and win. It's like it's a crazy sort of situation, and even the Bengals. The fact that the Bengals can like get all almost all the way back. They started that's going crazy too. <laughs> yeah, and they still managed to get to the championship game. It's incredible, and so I think you know it'll be interesting to see what actually happens with the Eagles. I think that they lost a couple of their guys that they had before, and you know they they just like you said they just paid Jalen like a shitload of money. So. You know, we'll see what happens. They had to, though, because he was a second-round quarterback, and this was the last year of his contract. Because if you're a first-rounder, you get up to five years. If you're mm -hmm. a second-rounder, I think you only get up to four. So that's why they had to pay him this year. And for everyone saying, it's like it's like with Burrow and Herbert, it's like those contracts are coming. Tua, I think it's going to be a wait-and-see, and that'll be a next-summer situation. Mm -hmm. But when I say the Eagles, I'm not like saying, oh, they're going to suck. No, no, no. I still think they're going to win at least 12 or 13 games this year. They're still going to be a great, great team. Absolutely. I just, I just know as a Patriot fan, every year when people are labeling you as you're the team to get there, usually you don't like look at Buffalo last year, last, like, and mm -hmm. it was, a, it was kind of a joy for me to see it. But, um, I remember last year, everyone just going on the whole thing of like, oh, the bills are going to get to the Super Bowl when they had never gotten there. And I was sitting in the dark being like, like I know you're gonna hate me for saying this, but I'm like, do we not forget who's playing quarterback for Kansas City? That's why. That's why I like I I should have placed a bet on them to, to win the Super Bowl because everyone was like, you know, so on like Buffalo or Cincinnati, where I'm just like, don't don't let don't let Mahomes go unnoticed because he went unnoticed and the guy won an MVP and a Super Bowl in the same year, something that never happens. Usually the guy that wins MVP 
loses the Super Bowl. The year Matt Ryan won MVP, I, I don't think I need to say what happens because I talk about that game all the time. I could talk about that game every single day of the week and month and year. But it also feels good to know that we're three months away for football from football. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that, you know, I counted down. Like, the football season ends, and I'm like, all right, time to start the countdown to the start of the season. And, like, even preseason. Like, I get excited to just watch, like, rookies and backups. Just, like, I watched the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, me too. Right? Like, it's just nice to see the sport in general. Like, I don't even really care who's playing it. Like, they could put the coaches out there, and I'd watch it. Like, that would be something. Actually, they should do that. <laughs> they should definitely do a game where they make coaches and coordinators play. Or they should um, just have them all go into like I, I know it's people do the bracket of like oh what coaches would win in a fist fight and I'm like you know when they do that group photo at the league meetings every year just have them after that just have them just get into a big brawl with each other and just whoever's <laughs> standing on top just have like all the other coaches and then just the one at the very top of the photo. Yeah, my money is on Campbell. So same. He just seems like a complete complete psychopath. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also just to your point about Mahomes. Um, I, oh, I totally agree. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one of those Chargers fans who's, who's like, Patrick Mahomes. Like for me, like I look at Mahomes, I'm like, no, he's the best quarterback in the league. Like there's, there's no doubt about it for me. And I really like watching Mahomes when he's not playing my team. I really, I love watching him. I think he's unfucking believable And same with Travis Kelsey. I always tell people like Travis Kelsey is my favorite tight end in the league. He's like one of my favorite players of all time. And people always look at me like I'm insane because I'm a Chargers fan. He kills us every time that they play us. But like, I'm not going to deny greatness, you know? Same. It's like all the people that hated Brady for all those years because of everything he did. And that's the other reason, too, why I have that logic with Mahomes last year. I'm like, because with Brady, it was every year New England wasn't supposed to get to the Super Bowl. They got there and won. Every year they were the favorites to win. They'd either lose in the championship game to Denver or they lost to the Eagles that one year. So that's where I get that's where I get that logic from. And like I'm gonna take it to my rivalry. I'm the same way with Josh Allen. I'm not gonna say it about the Jets because I just want the Jets to implode and I'll laugh if it happens, or if they win, I have to be miserable. But with Buffalo, I, I, I like Josh Allen. I think he's a really good quarterback. I was like the rest of the world shocked with the whole Hamlin stuff, even though it's fantastic now to see that hell he might be playing football week one. For me though, it's just their fans can rent well. They'll randomly tweet about the Patriots. Like, basically, the Patriots posted a play where it was during OTAs, and they were like, imagine doing this when you have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's just going down the list of, like, Hill and, like, Waddle. And I'm like, dude, social media is just doing their job. Like, chill. Yeah. It's also, like, June 1st right now, buddy. Come on. Yeah. I I have the same thing with Herbert, right? Like, the NFL posted yesterday, like, sit back, relax, and watch Herbert sling it. And you go through the comments, and it's, like, bust. Herbert's the worst, like, 2 over Herbert. Like, everything is just about, like, how ass of a quarterback Herbert is, which is just, a like, it, for me, it's funny because I sit and I read it, and I'm like, guys, like, these people, they're either trolls or they just know nothing about football at all. Like, there's no in-between, right? So, for me, it's for me it's funny to read, but it's, you know, sometimes it's, it's taxing if you have to get into an argument with someone about it, especially someone in your division, right? Yeah, that, that's why, like, with a lot of the times, like, I've actually had a few handful of Bills fans come on here, and we all have, like, civil conversations and everything like that, but, like, when I see someone do something on Twitter, and I'm not trying to give advice, but this is the one thing I try to do, because, like, when you're trying to build up a brand, like, obviously, you're, you're big, yours is bigger than me, though, I don't want to get an argument, because I don't want to look like those, like, 
like a jackass basically being like, oh, hey, this, this, this. So if I don't want to talk to someone, I'll take it to the DMs. But if I think it's just like a civil conversation, I'll do that. Or you just, you don't respond. Because like you said, sometimes biting your tongue sucks, but you got to do it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I try. So I, I, had a, I had a Twitter, like maybe, I guess, a year and a half ago now. It was an older Twitter um, where I was Chargers Jewels. And it was, um, you know, I had argued with people a lot. And it kind of fostered a, a culture of like just me arguing with people, which was more taxing on me than it was other people. And even though I still had like quite a lot of followers on that account, I just deleted it and restarted with this one. And I try and stay out of it unless I'm just making like a quote tweet joke about something that someone said, just because I don't, like you said, I don't want to get into it. And unless it's an, argu an argument or a debate with somebody who's in my fan base about something, then I try and stay out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there there is a section of Patriots Twitter that is just like, we'll get noticed by the fans and makes us look weird where I'm like, there's a section... Every fan base has this where you have your normal fans and then you have your lunatic fans. Not lunatic in the sense of love for the teams, but lunatics with some of the stuff that they say and that they believe. Obviously, every fan base has their lunatic fans. I know people love the clown on Chargers fans because they're... How do I say this in the right way? Without offending you. It's more you can of a just, niche... You can offend me. I won't, no, I won't I, be offended anyways. And it's the niche team to root for because I always think mm -hmm. of like people who cheer for the Chargers and you're the first person I've ever had a conversation with who is a legit Charger fan. Like like I said, the one time that I saw you in public, what were you wearing? You were wearing a Charger shirt. There was, I think, <laughs> yeah. another time where I thought it was you, and I was with the you blurred out Herbert sucks, but I don't want to look like a fucking weirdo. Where, like, at, at <laughs> it was said, probably at me. <laughs> yeah, I think it was you, and I'm pretty sure it was Charger hat. I just want to go like, yeah, Herbert's a boss. So next time I see you, I'm just going to blurt that out, and you're going to look what the fuck, and I'll be like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always, I mean... I was wearing a Chargers hat today. I'm not wearing it now, but I was wearing a Chargers hat earlier today. I almost wore it for this, but I didn't. Um, you could have if you wanted to. I would have. Been I should have. I should have. But yeah, I just you know I took it off earlier. Um, yeah, but true. You know, I'm a true Chargers fan. I think that people like there are there's a lunatic subdivision for sure on Chargers Twitter. Like you said, like with everything, there's a yeah. lunatic a lunatic sort of area. Um, I find that. You know, there's always that subset of fans who try and decide whether you are a fan or not based off of, like, if you're positive or based off of, you know, how many games you've been to or whatever. And I kind of sit there and I'm like, well, I live in, like, outside of Toronto and my favorite team is in L.A. So, you know, I haven't I haven't been to a game. My first Chargers game will be this year. Ooh. But um, who are you seeing them play? I'm going to go see the Jets. Ooh, nice. That's, that should be a good one. When is that game? Uh, it's November, beginning of November, first week. Oh, that's not bad. So it won't be too, too cold by then. No, and it's Monday Night Football, so it should be fun. The energy should be should be pretty high. So, oh, that is something to look forward to. That's like me yeah. last year. Like I got to see the Patriots at home for the first time last year, and they actually, that was the game they whooped the Lions 29 to nothing. so I just got a souvenir from that. As I look on my, literally, I can look around my room, Patriots photo, Patriots photo, photo for my trip to Boston, and then my I got a, a computer mat that is completely all New England Patriots. Thank you, Amazon, for that one. So the fandom is real for both of us. Absolutely, yeah. I have a little area of my closet that's all just, like, Chargers merch and <laughs> too many hats. Oh, I, I keep my Patriots merch separate, and on the hat note, I actually have more toques than I do hats. It's very Canadian of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, it gets cold up here, eh? Um... 
But before we go, I know we talked about it briefly. And look, if someone out there may not know who exactly you are, or if there's a Chargers fan listening to this from the greater Los Angeles area or elsewhere, where can they find you and where can they find all your work? All right, it's hot ones time. Um, yes. So, yeah, I am at NFL Jewels on everything. Quite literally everything. You can find mm-hmm. me on Twitter there. You can find me Instagram there. Um, you can find my uh, Substack if you're interested in reading some articles about the Chargers or about NFL in general. That's nfljewels.substack.com. Um, you can add me on PlayStation where I'm gaming and you can talk to me about games on there or in my DMs on Twitter. I love video games as well. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm NFL Jewels literally everywhere. Love to hear it, folks. Anyway, Jules, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today. Folks, we're back. We've got a couple more episodes before we take another another break before training camp. Next episode coming out, it should be tomorrow night, but I just have to confirm, will be Alex Barth of 98.5 in Boston. And fan favorite Kyrie Thompson of NPR Boston will be back next week. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to episode number 231 of YWC Football Talk. Have a good night. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.